We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Um, work to do and obviously it's a bit different now but um, there was a really good example um, Emily Gill um, the other day um, sent a little video to her teacher just to say hello and to show her teacher what work she'd done and I would just imagine if I was a teacher I'd have just been really uplifted so this is something for you for children as well as for adults as well as for you um, and little ways that maybe you can be the light of the world so just have a think now just what has god called you to do and how can you be the light of the world so today we're going to focus on part of chapter two um, that particularly um, spoke to me um, to do this we're going to use a modified form of the discovery bible study approach and all that really means is that we read the bible and we ask the holy spirit to help us apply it um, in our lives um, we're going to read the passage and then you'll be put into groups so you can discuss a few questions and hopefully if all the tech works they will appear in the chat box too um, and think about how you could apply daniel 2 in your life and then there'll be a little bit of an opportunity if um a few of you want to feedback and hopefully there will be um some people that would like to do that um once the group's closed we'll have some time to do that all together so i'm going to get jeremy will be reading in a minute but before he does that it's probably good if we just remind ourselves of who daniel was and where he is um, in this part of the story that Jeremy will read to us. So the city of Jerusalem has been captured by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. And as well as carrying off some of the articles and the treasures in the temple, he's also taken the opportunity to take the brightest and best of their people as well. So these are members of the royal family and the nobility. So, like young men, they're really bright, they're also really handsome, and that includes Daniel and his three friends. So they kind of people that have got Daniel and his friends are people that really at that time had got it all, but now they're in captivity. And while they're in captivity, uh, Daniel and his three friends were taught about the language and the literature of the Babylonians, so they really knew the context that they were in. And God gave them all kinds of knowledge and understanding around that. And particularly for Daniel, he could understand visions and dreams. And we'll see that that's really significant um, in the story that Jeremy's going to read. So Jeremy's going to read to us now Daniel 2, verses 1 to 20, and then he'll read verse 24 as well. In the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His mind was troubled and he could not sleep. So the king summoned the magicians, enchanters, sorcerers and astrologers to tell him what he had dreamed. When they came in and stood before the king, he said to them, I have a dream that troubles me and I want to know what it means. Then the astrologers answered the king, may the king live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will interpret it. The king replied to the astrologers, this is what I've firmly decided. If you do not tell me what my dream was and interpret it, I will have you cut into pieces and your houses turned into piles of rubble. 
But if you tell me the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and interpret it for me. Once more, they replied, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will interpret it. Then the king answered, I'm certain that you're trying to gain time because you realize that this is what I've firmly decided. If you do not tell me the dream, there is only one penalty for you. You have conspired to tell me misleading and wicked things, hoping the situation will change. So then tell me the dream and I will know that you can interpret it for me. The astrologers answered the king, there is no one on earth who can do what the king asks. No king, however great and mighty, has ever asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or astrologer. What the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live among humans. This made the king so angry and furious that he ordered the execution of all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree was issued to put the wise men to death, and men were sent to look after Daniel and his friends to put them to death. When Ariok, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon, Daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact. He asked the king's officer, why did the king issue such a harsh decree? Ariok then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went into the king and asked for time so that he might interpret the dream for him. Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven and said, praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. Then Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to execute the wise men of Babylon and said to him, do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king and I will interpret his dream for him. Okay, thank you for that, Jeremy. Jeremy and uh, little off noises there, I think, from Zephyr. No one his daddy. <laughs> so um, we're now going to have a little bit of time to discuss um, the what the passage says and how that's um, spoken to you. Um, so there's three questions um, to answer um, in your groups. And um, when the groups close and you come back in, if there's something that you would like to feed back, then just in the um, chat field, just type me or something very quick to indicate that you'd like to speak. And then Matt will randomly select um, two or three people to just feedback a quick 30 second um, summary of, of what one of the key things that struck them from this passage or what that would mean for them. Okay, so we all back together. Um, well, I hope you managed to get some good discussion um, in that time. We were actually all still talking as we got thrown out of the room. So I hope um, you had some good conversations in your groups as well too. Um, 
Is there anyone who, if you'd like to feedback, just please indicate that in the chat and then Matt's going to um, pull you in. Just a couple of you. Okay, Matt, have we got some folk that would like to feedback? Nope. Ah, yes, we have got a couple now. I'll um, right. do some random picking. So I think Richard November's got something to say. Mr. Dizard first, I think. Okay. Are we on? Are we on then? Yes, you are. You are. <laughs> uh, okay, I just saw my little tell us, go out. Tell us your thoughts. Um, just quickly. Within the group, um, we, we kind of were struck a little bit about getting our friends on board. Um, that's the first thing that Daniel did. He, he didn't just go on solo and try and sort the thing out, but he pulled in his friends and they engaged in a, in a form of corporate prayer. And then having seen that, uh, result in a miracle the next thing he did was to give glory to God he didn't just go off and then just do it yeah he, he thanked God he engaged in thankfulness and praise and then said about the thing that God gave him to do great thank you right I'm gonna think I think the next thing I'll do is move on to we've got a brief testimony actually exactly about that which is really interesting um, from Anna page so matt if you can just unmute matt anna for me unmute me <laughs> okay anna are you yeah can you hear me yeah that's great so anna um god met you when you were facing a really difficult um situation um in march last year so what um briefly was going on for you and how did it affect you so work at the time i was missing two out of three um matrons underneath me for about three months um quite stressful trying to hold everything together at work um there were situations going on at home with john and with family and some health issues and it all kind of, I think individually, if they'd been there, I think I might have been okay. But they all came to a head one weekend, um, not getting enough sleep for weeks, not just because of John, but sort of waking up at four thinking about things and being quite stressed, um, in resulting in palpitations and really actually realizing it was stress related. It all came up to a head one weekend. Yeah. So there were some real physical symptoms that you were under a lot of pressure and you were also struggling to sleep as well. So what was your response that weekend? Uh, I'd had enough. I was like, this isn't God. Um, I don't want to live like this. This isn't who God's made me to be. I knew I was at work and God had placed me there and I didn't want to have the outcome of anxiety and stress to go on. And what did you do, Anna? So I asked. John to come around on a Sunday evening to come and pray. I asked, I, my dad came around and I asked him to pray and I asked house group leaders in that week as well to come and pray. Okay. And did the situation change or what happened? Yeah, within 24 hours and the rest of the week I slept. Nothing changed at work, nothing in the situations changed around me, but my sleep, my anxiety, palpitations, everything health related, completely changed I, okay. I was by the end of the week yeah 
So God didn't flick a switch and just suddenly everything was fixed, but actually it was your response and your peace and your calmness in it that God really anointed you and the Holy Spirit gave you that, gave you that peace. And so a year on, Anna, what's your job? Um, so I'm Associate Director of Nursing for Surgery at Newham, which involves intensive care. So as you can imagine, um, we've been asked every hospital to quadruple our intensive care beds as a result of coronavirus. And I went back early right as everything started to peak um, to kind of figure out how you go from eight to 36 beds in a, night, in a hospital. And so you can imagine it was a little bit stressful. <laughs> um, but I, the thing that I asked the day before I went back was I was part of Tots and Tiny's group and I kept saying to the girls that the peace that I've experienced this year, I don't want to go away. I'm going to step into a very different situation at work, uh, unknown um, how we would cope, etc. But that peace that I experienced today I don't want to change the minute I step into that hospital so we played yeah. on that Wednesday and I'd say that it's been eight weeks now yes it's been um, large hours working ridiculously hard but I have experienced peace throughout this whole time and I'm able to then communicate that to my team I have team underneath me now and actually I've got two other matrons who have been appointed since last year and we've actually sat down and prayed for the situation that we're in and seen things change. So, Brilliant. So thank you very much for that, Anna. So I think that's just a really wonderful example of how God has um, met Anna where she is. She's, she's given her that peace, but she's also been able to um, lead those around her as well and encourage them in a very stressful situation to also benefit from that peace of God. So that really is the conclusion um, of today's talk and there are the three questions and they will come out to you and um, please do have a think of those and maybe you'd like to reread that uh, chapter two um, of Daniel. Um, some of us are still going to continue and carry on with part of Daniel and probably some other parts of the Bible as well once a month. So if you're interested in that, again, please just uh, send me an email or a text and uh, yeah, it'd be lovely to hear from you. So thank you. And over to John, I guess. Thank you, Vic. Well, that's very interesting. Um, two things there, the power of prayer. Uh, again is underlined not just in, in the stories from the Bible adventures of many years ago but in the real present life and world equally uh, the fact of being involved in the real world in the opportunity to influence and there's Anna just telling us about her role as uh, responsible for intensive care ward in a big hospital and joining together with colleagues to pray and see uh, see God's plan and God's peace in that situation. It's very real. Thank you very much. So when we're together, there's always opportunity if, if you want prayer at the end of the meeting uh, to have that. So again, we've incorporated that this week. So there'll be the normal time where you can greet one another. 
But if you would like somebody to stand with you in prayer today, if you then, after that, if you then just come in again using the same Zoom link as you did when you joined the meeting, then there'll be somebody to direct you to one of our breakout rooms and uh, there'll be one or two people there to just pray with you. And whether it's for healing or whether it's for peace or the presence of God, whatever particular thing, something you want to respond to from what you've heard this morning, there will be that opportunity if you'd like to take it. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at Lifeline UK. Thank you.